Welcome to Your Business Is Not Your Boss. I am Jeff Welch, and I help small business owners stop living at the mercy of their business so they can put their business to work for them. What is up? Welcome to episode five of Your Business Is Not Your Boss. I am your host and small business coach, Jeff Welch, and today we are going to talk about at least one thing you can do to help you when you are stuck, to help you get unstuck. But before I jump in, this episode is based on the most recent edition of my weekly email. Each week, I send a message to small business owners just like you to help you kick your week off in the driver's seat of your business, and I would love to have you join us. Just go to jeffwelch.com email to subscribe today. All right, my friend, here's the thing. You're going to get stuck. You're going to be confronted by a problem that you don't know the answer to. You're going to be in a position where the way forward isn't as clear as you would like it to be. And, and that may be today. And if it's not, it's going to be this week. And if it's not, maybe it's this month. It's going to happen sooner than later, though, right? We've all experienced it. We know that uh, if we are doing anything interesting, unless we're just repeating the things that we know over and over again, which is not many of the small business owners I know, uh, we're, we're stretching ourselves into new and interesting places. And when we do that, we are going to be confronted by problems that we don't have an answer for. And so I want to tell you a story to kick this off because I think that it, it highlights a really important uh, a thing that we all need to be aware of when we feel stuck, okay? So I'm listening to the radio. I, I think that it was taken from a Radiolab episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's, that's the case, but it was on our local like public radio station. And it's this story that apparently took place in and around the 80s. It, it, it covers like a decade, so um, it took some time for the story to be resolved. But the Cliff Notes version is that the Swedish Navy, uh, they hear this strange sound, and, and, and they actually end up naming it. I think they call it the typical sound, but they end up naming it. And it's like, it's like secured, like the, the sound is... is um, classified, right? Like not just anyone gets access to the sound because they believe that it is the sound, it is a sound being made by a threat of some sort. Uh, some spies, some someone who is is up to no good is making this sound in the water, right? And so uh, I, I can't play the sound for you. You'll have to, you know, Google all this stuff up if you want all of the insight, but I'm giving you the cliff notes here. So the Navy does what you would expect a Navy to do, and they're looking, they're looking at it like a threat. They're looking at it through the lens of there must be a military solution, right? This is a military problem. This is a security issue. We need to figure out uh, how to protect ourselves from whatever is creating this sound, right? And they do this for literally more than a decade. Um, they are working on this. And again, the, the, the story in, in its entirety is actually very fascinating. I, I would highly recommend looking for it. Um, but they, they go as far as to drop bombs into the water to destroy this mystery threat to no avail, right? They're, they're blowing the ocean up and the sound persists. The sounds remains for years. And eventually they enlist some biologists to join the investigation 
And not immediately, but but fairly soon, the biologists figure it out. It's fish flatulence, to be as polite as I can be, right? They do all these tests. They're able to recreate the sound, uh, and they discover that it was never a threat. Uh, it was never anything they needed to be worried about. It was just fish being fish in the ocean where fish live, right? And so you may be thinking, great, what does that have to do with being stuck? Well, well, the Swedish Navy was stuck for quite a while. They had this thing that they were trying to solve, but they were blinded by their perspective. They were blinded by the fact that they saw the problem in a very specific way. They believed it to be a very specific thing. And without even knowing it, they were eliminating many, many possibilities. Like our brains are brilliant filtering devices. If we had to take in every bit of information that existed in the world around us, just as we're driving our car, we would explode. I mean, not literally, I guess, but we couldn't process it. There is too much coming at us. So our brains are constantly filtering and saying, what is important? What deserves my attention? Where can I devote my processing power to have the greatest impact on what we're trying to do, right? And that's why, you know, sometimes you, you drive to work and you, 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 you pull into the office and you say, how did I get here? Like, <laughs> I remember leaving my house and then there was music and I was thinking and then I was here. Uh, we have effectively, you know, looked at the world through this very tiny lens and we can't even remember all the stuff that was going around us. I, I, I can remember, as an aside, I can remember driving through uh, this area that I drove through over and over and over, I, every day for years. And one day I said, I'm going to try to see something I've never seen before. And as I was driving, there, there was this object. It's, it doesn't matter what it was. But it was clearly had been there for a long time. Like it wasn't new. It was, it was dirty and weathered. And it just struck me as wild that I had driven past this thing hundreds, maybe thousands of times and never, ever saw it. I just never knew it was there. And that's happening to us all the time. So these biologists come in and they have a different perspective. They look at the problem through a different lens and immediately are able to see different possibilities, right? And so when you feel stuck, when you feel like uh, there is something that you can't quite, uh, you know, a hurdle you can't get over or a nut you can't crack where you're saying, man, I know there's, a, there's a, an elegant or at least a more elegant solution than what I've come up with, but I can't, I can't see it. What I would recommend is not just seeking out people in your network, uh, that's valuable, but you're likely to seek out people in your network who are like you. You're likely to seek out other small business owners or other people in your industry and say, hey, have you ever had this problem? And that can certainly be valuable. I would not discount uh, using that tool, but if it doesn't work, if they come back with all the things you've tried, what if you floated the problem past somebody very different from you, somebody in a different line of work, somebody who who you just know sees the world a little differently than you do. Um, I wonder what might happen in terms of the solutions they might come up with, The not, not even the solutions necessarily, just the possibilities. Sometimes you just need to be triggered 
that's kind of the beauty of coaching. That's something I get to do for small business owners, right? Like I, I, I say, I, I don't really provide people with advice. A lot of people think, oh, you're a coach. You must give advice all day long. And no, not really. I give options. I say, what about this? Have you thought about that? Have you looked at it from this perspective? I'm there to poke this problem that they see from a very specific angle. It's not my problem. I don't feel the thing they feel about it. I don't know the things they know about it. So I get to just say, what about this? Did you kick it from that side? Did you poke it from this side? Did you flip it over? Did you you know, roll it down a hill? And what, what invariably happens is I don't have the answer specifically but I help them unlock the answer. And you likely have people in your network, people around you that you could leverage in a very similar way to say, here's something that is befuddling me. And what would you do about it? What do you think about it? And obviously they're not gonna have all the technical insights you do, but that is actually an advantage because they're gonna see the problem in a different way and they're gonna give you a different path than you have been on on your own. Does that make sense? Uh, it, it affords you the ability to uh, take the filters off your eyes, take the blinders off that are just there by default and say, what if there's a different path? Okay, that's it from me. If you are a small business owner who wants to overcome overwhelm and make your business work for you, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and visit jeffwelch.com email to score my weekly insights curated just for you. Until next time, don't forget, your business is not your boss.